Start selling on Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash CNN for a $1 per month trial. Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Thursday, November 10th. We're still at it. Control of the House and the Senate continues to hang in the balance as vote counters are doing their jobs and tallying up all of those votes cast on Tuesday. Remember when I told you on this podcast last week to pack your patience? This is what I meant, and you may need it for a little while longer. Election workers are still processing, counting, verifying ballots in states, mainly out west that we're focused on, where we're not able to project winners in key federal and state contests. Arizona and Nevada will continue to be the center of attention for the next little stretch here as those key gubernatorial races, the Senate races, which can determine control of the United States Senate, depending how they fall, and even some other races like the Secretary of State races there and some critical House races that may help determine getting to a place where we get a clearer picture of what the House totals will look like. So why is it taking so long? Well, each state has its own way of handling early voting, mail-in and absentee ballots outside of those cast at polling places on Election Day. Looking at the differences in what kind of vote is coming in, how it was cast, when it was cast, is an important part of understanding what is left to be counted. What do we know about it? So as I mentioned, we've got those two critical Senate races in Arizona and Nevada that can really determine control of the Senate. I mean, if indeed those two races fall the same way, either Republicans win both of those races or Democrats win both of those races, then Georgia is a non-factor in terms of control of the Senate. We don't need as much focus on that December 6th runoff because at least we'll know which party controls the Senate. But if there's a split, Democrats win one, Republicans win the other in Arizona and Nevada, then the whole ballgame is going to be determined by that Georgia runoff. As I'm recording this on Thursday afternoon around 3.15 p.m. Eastern Time, Senator Mark Kelly, the Democratic incumbent, is currently ahead of Blake Masters, his Republican challenger, by about 95,000 votes. And in the gubernatorial race between Democrat Katie Hobbs and Carrie Lake, it's a much closer margin between the two, but Hobbs is just ahead of Lake in that race. It's worth noting that both Republicans in these races, Carrie Lake and Blake Masters, are on the record as 2020 election deniers. Carrie Lake already was trying to sort of cast doubt about the elections process this time around. So it is not unanticipated that if indeed the Republicans come up short in these races, I don't think that'll be the last we hear of them. As of our recording of this podcast this afternoon, there are about 675,000 or so ballots that we think are out there in Arizona that have yet to be counted. So that's an estimate. That number changes. In fact, we revised it upwards today because we learned that some of the smaller counties reported to the state that they had more ballots that had not yet been counted than initial estimates indicated. 
Now, of those 675,000 outstanding ballots, or estimated to be, in Arizona, roughly 400,000 of them come from Maricopa County, the state's most populous county, and that includes Phoenix. Maricopa County Board of Supervisors Chairman Bill Gates is keeping CNN updated on this matter. And his current breakdown is that 290,000 of the 400,000, roughly, that are still outstanding in Maricopa County were dropped off at voting centers on Election Day. And as of this afternoon, Gates said they hadn't even started counting these ballots yet, this 290,000 universe of Election Day drop-off ballots. He also noted that was a huge increase in Election Day drop-off ballots. About 90,000 or so of the outstanding votes in Maricopa County were ballots received before Election Day. And then there's this category of 17,000 or so. These are ballots of people who tried to vote in person, but because of a printing error, their votes were not read by the tabulator. Now, Bill Gates, this county board of supervisors chairman in Maricopa County, is clearly pushing back on this notion that something is untoward or that the process is somehow run amok in, in Maricopa County. He says that is not the case. Here he was on CNN earlier today. People who are saying what's going on here, they haven't been paying attention the way that I have and a lot of my friends have. This is how we run elections in Arizona. If people don't like that, they can go to the legislature, have the legislature pass new laws. Now on to Nevada. There again, we have a gubernatorial contest and a critical Senate contest that could indeed determine control of the United States Senate. As of this recording, Republican Adam Laxalt has a narrow lead over the Democratic incumbent Senator Catherine Cortez Masto, 49.4% to 47.6%. Hours after the polls closed on Tuesday night, both Senate candidates were trying to energize their troops, plead for patience, and urging their folks to just hang in there as they understood that this was going to be close and the count was going to take a while. We are exactly where we want to be in this race. We have a lot of our votes coming in all across the state yet to be tabulated. We are going to win this race. We are not done yet. Here's one thing I know. Our positive energy got us to where we are today, and we are going to make sure that positive energy continues to flow this week. We are going to get this done. Now, in Nevada, the state law allows for mail ballots to be received through this Saturday. The caveat, of course, is they must have been postmarked by Election Day. But if they are postmarked by Election Day, they can be received until Saturday and counted. This means that counties are still receiving some of those mail ballots and still adding them to their totals of what remains to be counted. Earlier today, Clark County's elections official Joe Garcia gave us an update on where things stand there in the Las Vegas area. We're working as hard as we possibly can in order to get the ballots counted. But whether we like it or not, there's no way that we can move any faster than we're currently moving. We still have over 50,000 ballots that need to be counted. Those are in various stages in the process of validation before they go to the counting board and finally, ultimately, they get to tabulation where we're able to read them into the system. This is also the first election in Nevada where universal vote by mail is in effect, meaning every registered voter in the state of Nevada was automatically mailed a ballot if they didn't opt out. So counties are still adjusting to having to deal with a large volume of mail-in ballots. 
As for the House of Representatives, as you know, you need 218 seats to be in the majority. As of this recording, we've got Republicans having won 209 seats. That includes 16 pickups, seats that were held by Democrats that they flip. And Democrats have 192 seats, and that includes four pickups. So Republicans now are just nine seats away from that magic number of 218. Democrats have a much tougher climb here. They are 26 seats away. CNN has 34 races left to call. Right now, Republicans are leading in 13 of them, Democrats leading in 21. So it is clear that Republicans are knocking on the door of getting the majority. Democrats have a far, far more difficult task of getting there. But if Democrats were mathematically eliminated from being able to get the majority, we would have projected control of the House. So there is this path where Democrats would basically have to sweep up the bulk of what is uncalled. And given where things are and what kind of vote is outstanding, that just may be a very tough climb for them. The fact that the House control has not been projected yet is not stopping Kevin McCarthy, the Republican leader of the House, preparing to move from the minority party to the majority party in the House. And it's also not stopping him from trying to make sure he is locking down every single vote inside his conference to ensure that he will be speaker if indeed it comes to fruition that Republicans win the majority. But you already hear from some of the rabble rousers in the Freedom Caucus and in the MAGA right wing of the party not yet willing to commit their vote to Kevin McCarthy for speaker because they want to exact goodies from Kevin McCarthy, whether it's committee assignments or what have you. So he still has some arm twisting to do before he has it completely locked in. And I guarantee you that is not how Kevin McCarthy thought he was going to have to be spending this week. Kevin McCarthy prepared for uh, an election week following the results that would be unifying for the Republican Party and triumphant because of big successes on election day. Well, Republicans still very well may end up in control of the House and the Senate, but it will be unbelievably narrow majorities, not unlike the narrow majorities the Democrats currently have. And that presents a different calculus. So Kevin McCarthy finds himself in a world where Republicans are doing a bit more soul searching about what happened in this election season and why they didn't produce the big results they had been anticipating. And that creates also a math problem for Kevin McCarthy as he seeks to lock down all these votes. So watch this space. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And please take a moment and be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow.